from the All Indiana Podcast Network. This is Who's Got Next? Who's Got Next with Wish TV's Charlie Clifford. This episode of Who's Got Next is presented by BetRivers.com. Now, here's Charlie Clifford. Hey there. Thank you for stopping by. We are back to wrap up a insane week 12 across the NFL. There is a game. It is Wednesday, and it's one of the best rivalries we have to put out there. The Ravens, the Steelers, two legitimate AFC title contenders, and 340, your kickoff time. Middle of the week, Baltimore finally cleared to get on a plane together and head towards the Steel City after a COVID outbreak, 20 players, 10 coaches, all in isolation due to either positive tests or close contacts. Lamar Jackson leading that list of Ravens who are not going to be out there. And as the league stated and showed once again this previous Sunday out in Denver, they don't really care if it's a competitive advantage for one team. They want to play as many games as possible. Certainly, the Steelers, unbeaten on the season, now playing a backup quarterback and a team that just got back on the practice field yesterday from a long layoff due to trying to contain this virus spread within its own doors. No one is asleep to the fact that Baltimore is at a supreme disadvantage. Now a 10-point underdog on the road. Again, this game originally scheduled for Thanksgiving night. It would have been the one decent game of the Thanksgiving slate, and instead sneaking it on Wednesday, and the ripple effect will continue into next week. This also is going to mark another important milestone. 12 weeks of football, zero canceled games across the NFL. The league has clearly sided with playing. Put the product on the field. The parachute is, this is a pandemic. It's not going to be a traditional football season. Some things at some points are going to be unfair, especially if you don't take this seriously. And we saw in Denver with the quarterback room sitting close to each other without masks for meetings, one guy gets it, and here you go. You're starting a quarterback who is a longtime backup in college and was on your practice squad as a wide receiver. Doesn't know one play. Ultimately heads out plays an entire game, completes one pass. You're just going to have to figure it out. One youngster who's managed to seemingly clear every hurdle thus far in his NFL career joins us here in a few moments. If you follow our content here locally in Indianapolis, you may have seen his feature around draft time, a diamond-in-the-rough prospect, high school standout who didn't get the college offers Uh, He would admit himself that he was hoping for, ends up heading to a fringe Division I program, completely changes his mindset in terms of what position he's going to be at, crafts himself into a safety with the size and speed and knowledge that can move to the next level. And here he is, potentially leading the race as the NFL's Defensive Rookie of the Year. His name is Jeremy Chin. His story is one of the finest of this 2020 draft class. 
Heck, if he would have been a backup, it still would have been up there for me, but that has not been the case. He is leading rookies in tackles. He is the second highest tackler at the safety position through 12 weeks, 87 in total. October Defensive Rookie of the Month. The Panthers, couple one-score games go a different way. They are right in the thick of the playoff picture in the NFC. Still a young up-and-coming team with Matt Rule, first-year head coach. Teddy Bridgewater, who has re-solidified himself as a starting quarterback in this league. But today is about Jeremy. And ultimately, a game he just had 13 tackles up in Minnesota. But the history came on back-to-back plays just 10 seconds apart. Two fumble recovery touchdowns. It had never been done before in a single game. Pick up two fumbles, run them back for touchdowns. In the Super Bowl era, no player had accomplished that. Jeremy somehow pulled it off on back-to-back plays. Again, 10 seconds of game time elapsing these two scores. The celebrations were hysterical. And then his take on the dream, climbing the ladder, taking the path less traveled, and establishing himself potentially as a cornerstone piece in Carolina for years to come. The second-round pick. Shout out to Buddy Baker and Tony over at the Exclusive Sports Group for helping us coordinate with their client. This was a fun story around the Combine for us because his hometown, Fishers, Indiana, formerly known as the fastest man in Fishers, uh, we were aware to some degree of the potential here, but few saw this story taking off this soon. So for now, there are stories to tell. And the only question I have for you is who's got Next. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops. And neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Jeremy, if we could start with Minnesota, uh, a historical feat by NFL terms, two fumble recoveries for touchdowns in 10 seconds. When When you got to the bench, how long did it take to process what exactly just transpired? <laughs> really, when when I got to the bench, I was just thinking, all right, what's next? After the <laughs> first one, all right, um, forget about it. Next play. Yeah. And the next play, I ended up doing it again. Um, and then even after that one, I was like, all right, like I was ready to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> the hat trick might have brought uh, – I don't know what would have happened there. You would have you would have been on SVP that night. But uh, – <laughs> You're midway, I should say you're past the midway mark, and 
it's been a heck of a ride so far. I remember talking to you right after the draft, right after you got the call in the second round from Carolina. How much of a whirlwind has it been from that day in, until now? How quickly are things moving day to day for you? Yeah, really. I mean, even since draft day, it's really been like a, a movie almost. I've, I've learned so much and um, like I'm, I'm living my dream down here in Charlotte, being able just to, you know, play football and have this opportunity. So uh, I'm just taking it one day at a time and enjoying it. I'm, I've learned so much, like I said, and, you know, we'll continue to learn until this rookie season is over with. You mentioned movie. What are a couple scenes that stand out as you reflect here through the first 12 weeks? I would say one, one traveling out to L.A. That's my first time in L.A. and uh, getting a win on the road out there. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, that was my first NFL win. So that was a really good feeling. Uh, my first interception was really cool, and this past weekend was really cool. But, I mean, even the the ups and the downs, even the, the learning points, too, it's been a whole lot, you know, just to go on and to tie all this together. But uh, there's, still, there's still, what, four weeks, four games left. So yeah. just it's going to be, you know, the movie is not it's not over with yet. I think we're chapter one here, man. It's, it's yeah. been so cool to see this take off so quickly. We look at the Defensive Rookie of the Year award. Your name's in it. There's like three or four guys wherever you look. Jeremy Chin's in the finals, essentially, in that department with four weeks to go. Mm -hmm. Do you think about that at all? How does that make you feel in terms of just accomplishments through 12 weeks of your first NFL season? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think about it. It's hard not to think about it. <laughs> it I mean, I would – I wouldn't be telling the truth if I sat here and I was like, no, I don't think about that stuff. But, I mean, it's it's hard not to think about. Uh, but, you know, I just try to take it one week at a time, uh, one day at a time. Um, you know, nothing, obviously, nothing's given in this league. You have to go out and earn it every single week, week in and week out. So, I mean, when I step out on the field next Sunday, you know, what I did yesterday or what I did against Minnesota, none of that matters anymore. So, uh, just taking one one day at a time. It's a deadly mindset long-term. Run with me here for a second. Let's look at kind of these other candidates. I'm not asking for you who your pick is because I think I know who that is in your heart. But Chase Young on the edge in Washington, Patrick Queen, linebacker in Baltimore, and then really this trio of safeties in terms of when we're looking at the Defensive Rookie of the Year award, Antoine Winfield in Tampa having a great year. And then a guy we've watched a ton back here. He's become a quick fan favorite much like you have in Carolina, Julian Blackman, the kid out of Utah. Mm -hmm. What do you like about any of those four in terms of their game? Uh, I haven't gotten the opportunity to watch a lot of them. Um, yeah. I've probably watched Antoine the most just because we've, we've been in the same conference. and He's, somebody, he's somebody's game that I, I really like. Uh, we actually chopped it up a little bit after the Tampa, the most recent Tampa game. And, um, just kind of complimented each other on each other's games and wishing each other luck. And just to stay healthy throughout this season and the rest of our careers. So, um, you know, I, I like watching Antoine play. He plays really hard. He plays with a lot of effort. On the outside, we often hear the word fraternity used. And it's tough because we know they're bitter rivalries. And ultimately on Sundays, it doesn't help you if you're thinking about, oh, that guy on the other end is my good friend. After mm -hmm. the games, when you do get a moment, to interact with NFL players for the first time that aren't on your team. What is that like as a rookie? It's cool. <laughs> seeing, seeing guys, uh, you know, when you're on the field, you don't really think about that. 
And then, um, you know, after the field, you like even after the Detroit game, I went up and saw Adrian Peterson. It was like, man, you're a legend. Like that's AP right there. But when you're on the field, it's, he's just another another guy that, that's in the way of what you're trying to accomplish. Is there a player that you've allowed yourself to take five seconds, ten seconds pregame, and just stand on the field and say, "Holy crap, I'm I'm on the same turf as this guy." How how did this happen? <laughs> I no I. I don't allow myself to do that. Okay. I don't. I can't. I can't allow myself to do that. <laughs> Not even a glimpse. You're out of the tunnel and the game face is on. Doesn't matter if there's still an hour before kickoff, huh? Yeah, it doesn't. No, I, I can't allow myself to. Maybe after the game, I'll think about, oh man, I just played against Tom Brady or something. But <laughs> before the game or before the action on the field. There's no way. I'm not giving anybody that that type of credit. How much respect is given to a quarterback like Tom Brady, a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, leading up their week of work in the film room? I know you've sat out the Kansas City game with an injury. Is there a Mm -hmm. different tone when the quarterback is of that caliber in terms of the week of preparation, the way your coaches are speaking to especially the secondary. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, going Patrick Mahomes specifically, he's he's one of the best at just getting out of the pocket and extending plays. And as a DB, you kind of cover for what maybe three seconds and trying to get try to look back at the quarterback, see if he passed it yet, or if the ball is still in his hands. Yeah. Uh, with Mahomes, you can't do that. You got to cover. You know, sometimes for eight seconds, just because he'll scramble and. He does such a good job of running forward and then flattening out his run at the line of scrimmage so he doesn't cross. So you got to really, really discipline in coverage, in coverage playing against a quarterback like that. You're sitting out that game. Carolina's in it from start to finish. Are you at home screaming at the television? Where are you as that one's unfolding and removed in, in some capacity due to the injury? Yeah, I was, I was actually there. I was on the sideline. Okay. Just providing energy, uh, yeah. providing feedback uh, from what I was seeing on the field and helping the guys come back on the sideline. So any way I could impact the game, um, you know, not being able to be on the field, obviously that hurts, but still try to leave some type of impact any way possible. Cheerleader of the year doesn't hurt either. Any Anything right. anything against Mahomes. As I asked you to start this, how quickly a rookie year, I'm sure, transpires. Having that game – did you mm-hmm. walk away saying, you know what, that helped me more than it hurt me long term? Obviously, you got healthy, but did you take more away from that game than maybe one you were actually on the field for? Yeah, it actually gave me a different perspective. Just watching the game, uh, not being able to be on the field. I feel like when I when I took the field, one obviously, I mean, I always appreciate being on the field, but like when you, when you're not able to be, and then you come back, it makes you just, you know, want to not take anything for granted just that much more. Absolutely. Charlotte, give me the rundown. You've been an indie guy, spent yeah. college in Carbondale, Illinois, and now you're getting a taste of really the big city NFL life. Obviously, it's very odd uh, not having yeah. the hoopla around game days down at the stadium. What is life like away from the field for Jeremy Chin these days? Really, I don't really don't do much, man, yeah. especially – especially with COVID going on and you can't really leave the house too much. So uh, I'll play the video game a little bit. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's really, that pretty much wraps it up. I might go, uh, go shopping, go to Target or something, 
just running around to get stuff for the house, get stuff for my apartment. Just still, I'm still trying to piece it together a little bit here. So <laughs> yeah, I might I might leave and just go get some little item just to put in here. But uh, I mean, that's mostly it. I don't I don't really do too much. Are you proud of the apartment setup so far? Are you making some progress in that department? Yeah, it, it gets better <laughs> weekly. It's getting better every week. So I'm I'm adding something. Maybe it'd be a uh, you know something to put on in the living room, yes. like a little vase or something. I'm, I'm adding little things here and there, so it's coming together. Making mom proud. What is, what's on yeah. the walls? I know, like, when you go to college, that's the first thing, like, hmm, I'm going to do this poster yeah. here. I'm going to go with this right. flag here. Now, it's funny that you asked that because I was going to come in here with, with posters and, and flags <laughs> like it was college, but um, I got my own place now, so I had, to, I had to go a little bit bigger. I got um, I got my, my college jersey up. I there got my, go. my uh, NFL jersey up. And I got my senior bowl jersey up all on the wall. I got to get my high school jersey. I'm, I'm waiting for that one. I think come through the mail. Maybe I'll have to go home and, and get it. But I need my high school jersey too. I was going to say, we can make a call over to the athletic director over there. We, uh, yeah. we had the Tigers on a couple weeks back. You'd be happy to know that it was a bit of a rough regular season, but they drew HSE in the playoffs and pulled off a huge upset. So it was a successful postseason. For the, uh, that's not that's not an upset. That happens all the time. That's just, <laughs> <laughs> that's just what happens. History repeats itself. There you go. A lot of people in red and silver are gonna be be happy to hear that. Uh, <laughs> your old coach Nick Hill. I saw him rocking the two one Panthers jersey from home the other day. Yeah. It seems like the love down in Carbondale uh, just seems like this cool story's continued. How much? conversation have you had with coach hill and the guys we talk all the time uh me and coach hill we probably talk maybe once a week even uh and my d coordinator we talk often probably once a week he'll text me uh either saturday night or sunday morning before the game uh, my old safeties coach coach rogers will will communicate uh pretty often too so those are all relationships that I'll have for a very long time i know jeremy there's somebody that's going to listen to this sitting in a seat where they feel, man, I don't. People aren't seeing my talent. They aren't seeing the work I'm putting in. I should be at point X, but I'm at point Z. Mm-hmm. How did you have the patience and the focus to ultimately put yourself where you belong? Because I think no matter what you're doing in life, especially this year with how constrained so many things are across the country, what can you tell yeah. people that feel like? I'm just in a rut right now. Uh, I would say just never give up. Never give up. I, you know, for me, I went through every emotion. It's something Nipsey Hussle said, but I went through every emotion from being a zero star. Uh, there were times where I thought that uh, maybe I'm not going to play college football. I thought I was going to go to Ball State at one point and just be a student. But, you know, I, I just never gave up on, you know, what I wanted to do. I knew football was something that I had a passion in since I, was, since I could walk. Um, and I knew it was something that I was going to do for – uh, hopefully a, a very long time and so I just never gave up on my dream I knew there was a lot of people that that didn't believe in it but I mean if you believe and that's all you need it starts from I mean that's that's step one from you believing so if you don't believe nobody else will believe so just don't give up just keep going keep working uh, your time will come changes you can make daily in life whether you're working a nine to five or you're an NFL player and you're up at six and you're back at seven what's something that you found either back in the day or more recently that that helped you 
keep that narrow focus. The thing for me, like whenever I would, ha- I would hear some bad news or, or there would be something going on in my life, football actually, like it was able to take me away from all of that. So whenever I stepped on the football field, like everything else went away and it was just like therapeutic, you know, it was. So whatever, whatever you're going through, um, you know, for the people listening, I would just say, find something that you enjoy to do and, and just do it. Like for me personally, it was football, but not, you know, it might not be football for everybody else. So, um, whatever you enjoy, just do it and, and let it take you to as far as you want to go. If you enjoy drawing and that's therapeutic for you, then be the best drawer in the world. I love it. And you're, you're a walking example of that. I, as your story continues to spread and unfold, I think folks back home here in India are only are only going to be looking to you more for wisdom like that. So I, I, I hope you know that. Shifting quickly, we have another young man coming out of Indy who I think you're going to see soon. His name's David Bell up at Purdue. Yeah. I've noticed that you've at least – taking a liking or an appreciation to some things he's done. Yeah, me and David, we we were training with the same trainer over the summer. Uh, his name's Mills, but uh, nah, he's the truth. That's all I got to say. He's the real <laughs> deal. He's going to come in. Um, he should be seen as the number one receiver coming out, but even if he's not, he will be shortly after he's in the league. So, um, nah, he's, he's going to come in and he's going to make some plays. He's He's, he's the truth. It's your job to disarm weapons like that. Why is he different? Uh, one, his consistency. Like that's any football player, if you're consistent, then you're gonna be pretty well off. But uh, he's able to do so much. Like any fifty-fifty ball. Like I'm, I'm going all in on David Bell. Uh, he's got strong hands. He runs crispy routes, and he's smart. Like. I mean that's just what it is. He's he's gonna he's gonna make the play when the play needs to be made. He's clutch. He's got ice in his veins, and he's always he's always you know making that play every time. Every time he, I'll check the Purdue score, I'll check the box score, and I'll see <laughs> David Bell five receptions, two touchdowns, like whatever it is. Yeah. Any part any Saturday. Hey, Buddy Baker and the crew at Exclusive Sports Group. I've always taken a liking to Buddy because he always seems to find the underappreciated, undervalued talent. That's going to blossom into not only a great player, but a great person in the community. Why was your connection with Buddy uh, so strong off the bat? And how much do you lean on an agent like your first go around in the NFL just for insight and to make sure you're doing the right things? Yeah, Buddy, he's been in my corner for a long time, really. I've known Buddy since I was in high school. Um, I went, me and me and Alyssa, his daughter, we went to high school together. Uh, yeah, and actually, we rode the bus together when we were in elementary school too. So, oh my God, I didn't know. We yeah, we go. Back. Yeah, we go back pretty far. We looked at each other. Like we looked at uh, him being my agent probably before, probably around January before my senior year. And our our relationship really picked up since then, and he's he's done so much for me and my family. So, no, I appreciate, it, but I, I don't have enough words to say about buddy. I'll get you out of here with a couple, couple more quick ones. Favorite stadium you've played in so far. I know the fans not being in there makes it different, but which venue have you liked the most? I would say LA's new stadium. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it's like all glass on the top, uh, but it's like open on the side. Ooh. It's almost like you're playing in the greenhouse. Okay. It's pretty cool. <laughs> And there's turf inside, but I feel like there's so much glass and it's open that you, they could probably have 
real grass on the inside of it and just get enough sunlight for it and just water it in there and they'll be all right that's next level stuff right there your uh <laughs> yeah. your halloween get up mr incredible was that by choice or was that some rookie hazing there we were trying to figure that out yeah that, that was not by choice i don't know where that came <laughs> from um i walked in that suit was for me so i don't know i don't know where that came from but yeah that was not by choice good to have that on the record matt rule He's doing this for the first time, too. Yep. What is he like uh, inside the pregame locker room, postgame locker room? How has he fit in so far in, in your eyes? He's real. He's he's the same person. He's the same coach every single day. And he's somebody you can just talk to. Like, if, if there's a problem, he invites guys to, to his office all, all the time. And, like, he'll, he'll call you in his offices, and, and we'll talk face-to-face uh, about – good and the good and the bad so you know he has a strong philosophy that he believes in and you know and, and we we buy into it you know there's, there's guys that are starting to buy into it and I think the future is bright I'm with you I know we're all looking from afar but a couple of these one score games go another way Jeremy this team's talking points in the league right now how close is it in your mind I know and I know look this year isn't done you you run off four here at the end it could get interesting uh, I mean like you said there's, there's so many games that yeah, just one possession, uh, and we could be looking at a completely different season. So, you know, there's there's still a lot of work to be done uh, in the locker room and the guys that we have here. But uh, I think I think we're close. I think we're really close to just finding that out, finding that next step, and taking that next step. Jeremy, thanks a million for your time. I know everybody back here is in your corner and looking forward to seeing. Carolina, fall in love with you, man. Keep up the great work. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That is Jeremy Chin. His story is worth sharing. Put it in your back pocket. Lean on it when things are tough in your own life. Best of luck to the rookie out in Carolina the rest of his year. Going forward, our next episode, A Change of Pace, We talk with one of the most insightful people in the country when it comes to sports viewership, the evolution of television, and ultimately how media companies will change with Generation Z now coming into the picture. Kids who grew up with smartphones in their pockets. This is the first generation of sports fan that is looking at things much differently than the traditional growing up with television and that's it when it comes to sports. The insight and findings of this person's work ultimately being shared with the biggest sports media companies in the world. He shares with us where he believes 
the trends are pointing towards and the very interesting changes that are heading your way sooner than you think. Thanks again for listening. Let's talk soon. This episode of Who's Got Next is presented by BetRivers.com. Check out more podcasts from the All Indiana Podcast Network now at allindianapodcastnetwork.com. All Indiana Podcast Network.com.